0: My Council Bluffs joke is, have you guys ever thought about how Omaha and Council Bluffs are kind of a long-running experiment and what happens when your conjoined twin does meth? (laughs) And that usually gets a pretty good reaction.
1: We're going to take two weeks off starting next week. We're back with Bree Calhorn stand-up comedian we're gonna talk about 24
0: i've got a upcoming festival next month i'll be going to sioux Falls, south dakota yes to do their uh, snow jam festival i've also got i am co-headlining at reverb lounge (laughs) this january 4th yeah this little subtle plug right there there you go that's a way
1: to start the new year go out and see brie that'll be cool is it weird doing an early in the year show where You almost feel like commenting on things is even further back. Do you want to start with the fresh slate, or does it even matter?
0: I haven't really done... I don't really address current events in my material that much. I did for the Reverb show because that was the theme. Right. But I think... I'll probably go through those jerks, uh, use that reverb, take some that worked really well, and maybe make TikToks out of them. Yeah. And see how those TikToks do. That's why I asked if I can still use the jerks. Oh, (laughs) wow. And then move on.
1: Yeah, it's a fresh slate. Mm -hmm. It's cool, but when all that's over, it's just nice that it's done. Mm -hmm. Winter's here. There's part of fall that I don't like where it's that anticipation of it getting cold is almost mm-hmm. worse than it actually just being cold. Where it's cold now, spring is ne- I, next up. I'd have up to and...
0: disagree. I like the fall quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You strike me as a fall type person, It fits I guess. the way I like the dress. Yes. I could see that. We had someone from this app called Tipple, but he talks about launching this thing here. And they've learned that Omahans, which we know this growing up here, but Omahans are particularly set in the areas that they like to go out. And they Mm -hmm. don't cross much more so than other cities of our size and bigger. it it
0: is one of the most segregated cities in, I think, the country, maybe.
1: Yeah, potentially. I I,
0: I definitely remember seeing it was on the worse end of the spectrum and some but article. do you notice
1: that doing shows where you do them if you're in Benson or if you're oh, downtown?
0: For sure. What yeah. are the
1: differences that you notice?
0: West Omaha shows are going to be a very particular type of crowd. Yeah. Um
1: that and- you don't like as much <laughs>
0: yeah it depends you
1: love all crowds equally of course I know, but of
0: course I, I love every audience
1: yes. anyone who's come to see a show is <laughs> yeah. a, a king and queen to me the Westo, more uptight or i, I less worldly it, less likely to enjoy a kissinger joke perhaps
0: perhaps yeah it's hard to say because uh most of the time i find myself doing a west omaha show it's been like at the funny bone like doing clash i i haven't gotten any actual opportunities there but i've done clash a few times okay they necessitate a clean ish set to begin with so it's hard to see how far you can push the boundaries when the rules of the game are saying you can't anyway so it's hard to explore that a little more but you do have a little more of a kind of suburban Audience, They are going to be a little touchier about certain things.
1: Your Tim Allen jokes. They enjoyed the <laughs> series a bit. They,
0: I, I have found no matter where you are in Omaha, if you string the words council bluffs and meth together in a sentence, you're going to get a good reaction from yeah. the crowd. They always love that. Everyone loves a good council bluffs people do meth joke. I don't know what it is. Just yep. It's magic.
1: I had a joke on that I lived in New York where Giuliani, prior to when I lived there, but he had Sent a lot of the homeless... They cleaned up New York by sending the homeless people to Jersey is essentially how New York got clean. Lovely. And I remarked that if we were smart here in Omaha, we'd do the same and send them over to Council Bluffs because <laughs> it couldn't look anywhere. I would get uproarious just standing ovation. Always got the crowd back. Have you done shows in Council Bluffs? I have not. I was I've... like, I haven't either. But I'm like, if you rip Omaha over mm-hmm. there, is it just like the mirror... You'd think it would be, but they have a pretty good sense of humor about it.
0: I I actually haven't done any shows in Council Bluffs.
1: See, what gets me about Council Bluffs and the whole how the casinos are set up is it should be a pretty cool thing if it had been done right, which to me would have been put that pedestrian bridge from the old market over Mm -hmm. to a little where all three or four of them are connected Mm -hmm. like a little mini vegas where you could have an open drink to go from one to the other yeah and i get why they didn't do it but you could you should have comedy shows over there there there's legit casinos that in other cities run comedy shows not just like tim allen coming and doing that Back you amphitheater might... thing, but there should be a legit comedy scene over there, and there is mm-hmm. nothing.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see your point on that.
1: Is there anything when the new year starts, like do you set resolutions? What do you think about New Year's resolutions? What's your strategy for goal mm-hmm. setting? Do you have a couple big things, like comedy wise, like uh, I'd love to do X, Y, and Z over the course of this year?
0: I just take what comes to me, and I'd love to get into more festivals. That's been working out well for me. I think that's an environment I really thrive in. I think it focuses on comedy a little more artistically in those circles a little bit. Yeah, And I think being as weird and niche as I am doesn't hurt me as much as it can in some other circles. But I've also had people disagree with that and tell me that I can relate to different kinds of crowds with kind of, even if the material isn't necessarily relatable to them, my energy kind of carries it and I'm just a relatable person in the way that I explain things. Or, I don't know if that makes sense, but I've just been doing what seems to come the most naturally. And I think that's a good thing to do because it helps you sell it to the audience. I've talked before about how I think that you should lean into your own energy more so than trying to put on a front yeah. Like, like I've said before that if you're not a confident person then trying to put on a confident stand-up persona isn't going to work for you because it doesn't match your writing style and it's they're not it's not going to be believable and it's also not going to mesh well with what you've written because you haven't written your jokes from a confident person's perspective right so you're not the delivery is not if you even just want to look at it from a performance, st- standpoint in general, if you're an actor or whatnot, this delivery isn't making sense for these lines. So if you're writing the jokes from your perspective, it's different if you write your jokes as a character. If you write your jokes as a character, you want to portray that character so there's that matchup, and really that only works if you're a good actor. But if you're writing your jokes as you, then you're gonna want to deliver your jokes as you or like a caricaturized version of you. And most people write as a caricaturized version of themselves to begin with because making things more extreme makes them funnier, generally.
1: Yeah. How conscious are you of your opening three jokes and the room and region of Omaha you're in? Do you change it depending on the vibe of the crowd as you're seeing? Or are you like, I've got to establish my clown or whatever you want to call it like from boom the jump and if they're on board on the brie train then we're good and if they're not i don't care how important is that to you
0: Especially for shorter sets, I have tried to move things around if I think I'm facing more of a conservative audience. Yeah. I'll try to push back things to more like the end until people have gotten comfortable with me. I've also learned to change things, some subtle wording that'll make people less uncomfortable with it and things like that. I've also, but on the whole, I just learned to roll with it and sometimes even if it starts out rough cuz people aren't really on board i think it it can improve later especially if i throw in something that'll get them on my side and i remember one time i i started doing really well later in my set but earlier the first third of my set wasn't going super well with this very conservative audience it's like a restaurant in a like a state park i think i think is that the restaurant in branched oaks i did a show i headlined it okay or headlined. i did (laughs) 20 and everyone else did 10 that counts ah sure
1: (laughs) but here it does
0: thanks but one of the things I said was the host had mistaken, like when I said, I when I did the Loveland Comedy Festival, I stayed an extra day and did it, got to do an extra show and got a little trophy because I was voted one of the audience favorites. So it was called the Best of Fest Showcase. It was, it was a good time and I have a little trophy. It was, yeah, you know, it was fun. And the host, I had said, I had made Best of Fest on the Loveland Showcase and the host I met Loveland, Iowa. (laughs) So she said I won an award in Iowa. But once I got up and when I was not doing so with this crowd, I threw in, the host was mistaken. I actually won an award in Colorado. And I'm sure that makes (laughs) more sense to all of you. And that crushed, that choked it very well. And also, I think... When it comes to beginning and end... We're
1: Colorado's Iowa, by the way, too. So that's... Yeah. Uh, that's of any hope.
0: But beginning and ends... The beginning and the end of your set, I think you get this kind of advice when you're first going into comedy where people will say, okay, you want to start... You want want your best jokes, you want to stick in the beginning, middle, and end, and you want to end on your best joke, your funniest joke. But and I tried to follow that advice in the beginning but I've based it more off the vibes yeah. lately. Right. My first joke, it's not, I wouldn't consider it my funniest joke. It's a good joke, but it's more of a tone setter. Like, I think it gives people a good idea of who I am. And I also tend to to create this contrast because I know how I end up being is contrasted pretty sharply with what I look like and the vibes I'm putting off. So, I, in order to, like, establish that contrast very early, I think I deliver this joke in a very deep kind of growl, too. Yeah. Not even so much consciously. It's just a habit I've gotten into, and I think it also helps to set that tone. It's my Adderall joke. It's the one where I'm like, you ever have someone try to bum a cigarette off you? That happens to me with Adderall. But, it, yeah. obviously, I say it slower and more, like, <laughs> in a stand-up type way right. when I'm on stage. And the one I end on is talking about my social anxiety and being like and the line I end on is obviously love to talk. If you let me, I'm going to talk forever. If I shut up, it's because I've come to the conclusion that you hate me. (laughs) And I'm like, bye. And I get off stage. I've actually gotten a lot of criticism for that closer, but I think I've worked it out delivery wise. And I think it's been doing very well. And I've gotten a lot of compliments on it. Yeah. Especially from audience members. Like I had... Multiple audience members come up to me and tell me how much they liked that joke at the clash. Where in my notes, it was like, "No, you want to end on your best joke, like yeah. it." And you know, what? it doesn't get it doesn't always get that immediate reaction that people are looking for in a closer. But I think sometimes it just takes a minute. And even when it, is, it doesn't get the best laugh, people will come up to me and tell me that it was brilliant. So,
1: are Opening with a shade of kind of your character, Mm -hmm. closing with a shade of the character that kind Mm -hmm. of wraps it up. Yeah. I had someone say once, it's not that it should be the strongest joke, it's something that they'll carry a little bit and remember your character and then try and think of you reacting to other things. Mm -hmm. It's not so much that they got a huge laugh, but that they were stimulated Mm -hmm. intellectually as opposed to the funniest part. If you watch a movie, too, it's like it should... Climax, mm-hmm. not at the very end, but prior to and then, then, the as the end of a movie, the very end is okay, we've met this person, they've affected us, and we've seen something that we can like a positive vision of the future, mm-hmm. which that's what you do. So, any strategies to survive, like the friend that you don't like, or a friend of friends, or what if your social group on New Year's is not your? ideal situation how do you cope
0: wait till it's over
1: (laughs) (laughs) is there anything you can do new year's is pretty easy to get through i think because everyone's usually in a pretty good mood
0: yeah i think everyone's getting drunk and also you're only really there for you're going out to a bar so what you're there and also after midnight i think you have a free pass to leave if you want to right
1: you get just have to make it to that (laughs) any personal resolutions beyond that for the new year
0: i I think i just want to travel more and get more gigs and maybe start to establish myself as a capable headliner for shows instead of more of an opening or feature act i've been doing so far
1: yeah you're on the path i hope so happy new year brie thank you
0: Uh, thank you
1: all right happy new year everyone see you in two weeks (laughs) thank you for listening and appreciate all the support